don't believe tourists. We ask the locals. Actually, you, you can find the, the oldest crocodile in Congo. <laughs> the oldest crocodile? Yeah, which is over 100 years. But important to know for our listeners, so listeners, take care if you're there. After six, you're not allowed to, <laughs> to get to the river Congo. Yeah, yeah. It's Dengenini. Dengenini. Yeah. Uh, Dengenini, well, it's actually not so hard. The tourism in Congo, a uh, big thing. There is so many species there, it's incredible to see the beauty of it. I was so amazed. It's, it's just a different word. It's so uh, since 1996, um, more than 6 million people have been killed. I think even the number must be higher than this. And I don't understand why any government are not taking major steps or major decision to stop this war. Hi, Sylvain. Hi. Nice to meet you, Marco. Yeah, same, same. And what a pleasure to have you here today in my podcast. Mm -hmm. Well, just to get a small overview why we are here today in Vienna and let our listeners know where you're born and raised. So I was born and raised in uh, the Democratic Republic of Congo. Um, I was born in Kinshasa, which is the capital of Congo. Yeah. So I basically, um, I would say, moved from Congo when I was around um, my early, um, I would say, 20s. And um, then I came to, I moved to France, where I did my, my bachelor and then my master's. And obviously I was looking to have a work experience abroad. And um, out of nowhere, because I never imagined that I could come here in Vienna, I had this opportunity, a work uh, opportunity to join uh, a French company. Uh, it's an affiliate from a, a bigger one. And um, I passed the interview and they accept me as a marketing uh, manager. So I was very happy and excited to move away from France. At that time, it was during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So the um, economical situation was very unstable and frightening for people who just finished their studies and were looking for a new job to start their career. So I was very happy and fortunate to come here in Vienna. So here I am. Well, I'm also really happy that you're here now and that we get to know each other and that we have the chance to speak today about the Democratic Republic of Congo. As you already mentioned, there are two different countries called Congo. There's the Republic Congo, the yes. smaller one, and the big one, Democratic Republic of Congo, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's historically based. Yeah. So, all in all, I guess many of our listeners don't know Congo really well. So, please give us a small overview about the Democratic Republic of Congo. So, um, DRC is actually the second biggest country in Africa, um, after Algeria, I believe. Um, and we actually represent one of, it's the second biggest rainforest as well in the world. Next to Amazonas, right? Exactly, yeah. after uh, the Amazon. Yeah. Um, so, DRC has had um, 
a huge history um, since I think well before the colonization obviously uh, but most people know um, the story of Congo when it starts from the Independence Day which is um, which was stated in 1960 yeah. so it's very recent um, we are very new into this democracy and we are adapting um, throughout uh, our political history. Um, DRC is very beautiful, not many people know about it or even visited it because unfortunately there has been a lot of civil wars which made the country unstable for many years uh, due to the fact that in Congo we have, it's one of the poorest country unfortunately in terms of salary for uh, the population but is also one of the richest country in terms of um, soil uh, richness, soil, um, raw materials. And um, this is why a lot of conflict still going on until today. But the beauty of Congo, I think it's uh, the natural uh, wildfire that we have in terms of animals, um, um, different flora um, actually you you can find the the oldest crocodile in congo <laughs> the oldest crocodile yeah which is over 100 years and you can find him in one of uh, the gardens uh, botanical gardens that we have uh, in drc yeah so that's funny uh, that's a fun fact yeah. <laughs> really interesting but if you are already at the animal parts, mm -hmm. Congo is anyway very special for animals. There are also the gorillas, right? Which are also quite seldom around the world. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's actually just the only part uh, left where we can find this kind of gorillas. With uh, the, it's called um, silverback. Ah, uh, yeah, the silverback. The yeah. silverback. So quite famous out of movies. Yes, yeah. completely. And they're very big and yeah. huge and strong. Mm -hmm. So they live in community and mainly in the east side of Congo, um, next to the frontier with Rwanda. Um, and they're protected, obviously. Um, so, but I've never been there, unfortunately, <laughs> so I cannot say much. That's also should be on your pocket list, right? Yes, so absolutely. If I we mean. are able to make a pocket list for our listeners afterwards, would be a perfect. So we already have one thing. They have two things actually. Mm -hmm. They have to visit. It's a must. A must see already. <laughs> cool. That will be actually a question afterwards. But if we go with the flow, we already have two things to do. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot for the general overview. Mm -hmm. And I just missing, you said it's the second biggest country, so the population is nearly... It's nearly 90, 90 million. 90 million, yeah. Um, obviously, there is a lot of ethnicity, mm -hmm. um, so we have different languages in, in, in Congo. Uh, but the main lang languages that are spoken, um, the official one is French, because yeah. obviously we were colonized by uh, Bel Belgium. And then uh, we have uh, the local language, which is Lingala. Uh, this is mainly spoken by the majority of Congolese. I'm sorry. And then we have the um, Swahili. Uh, Swahili is mainly coming from the east of Congo. But as I say, there is a lot of ethnicity and each 
people who lives there recognize the difference, uh, the small difference in culture and mm -hmm. habits. Mm -hmm. So as you told me already before the podcast, you speak Lingala too. Mm -hmm. So I will ask you in the end a few words in Lingala. Okay. So if our listeners travel to Congo, yes. they already can impress locals with some words in Lingala. Absolutely. I mean, it's easy. It's yeah, okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking forward to learn some words. Okay. <laughs> and believe me, I'm not the best in it. No, all right. No. Let's wait for it. Okay. Um, yeah, but anyway, uh, let's speak a bit about nature and all the richness of Congo. You already told us you have a lot of raw meat materials there. Mm -hmm. And there's also one very, very specific raw material, material which is nearly like gold nowadays. Mm -hmm. Which is it? Uh, it's called coltan. Um, obviously, as I mentioned, we have different raw materials in, that you can find. It could be gold, it could be diamond, um, and many others uh, rare uh, raw materials. So we have one of the biggest meat mines, again, in the east of Congo. Um, but there is a lot of controversy because um, of many civil wars and people being uh, unfortunately uh, I would say pressured and not having also the right salary to to work in, in good conditions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's always this conflict, you know, if you have the raw material, there's always fights about it and everything, but still it's a big economical opportunity. Yes, yeah. very, very huge. Exactly. But is there also tourism in Congo a big thing? Um, tourism, I believe, is starting to develop now because okay. we are finding a sort of stability again in terms of political stability. And um, there has been a lot of changes. Um, for example, there is a lot of national parks that have been created in order to protect um, mm -hmm. different species species of animals and uh, to provide an environment of protecting um, the natural habitat. There is so many species there, it's incredible to see the beauty of it. I was so amazed, it's, it's just a different word, it's, it's, yeah, it's really amazing. The water, um, what can I say, the, yeah, it's you should really visit those places. And there are a lot of different spots that are developed in terms of, like you can find places to eat, to, to sleep. Um, many spots where people can now go and, and visit and discover more. Very cool. Well, but we already spoke about the conflict. So you said it's more stable nowadays. Mm -hmm. So people are mostly too afraid to go to DRC, right? Most of the time. Yeah. But tell our listeners really the truth, how it is. If they go, what they should look about, is it really dangerous, mm -hmm. Are they? is it able to go out in the night and things like that. Mm -hmm. So uh, I would mainly say that if they're going to the capital, um, they, should not be, they should not be worried. However, it's always better to go there with a local or someone who knows the country. Mm -hmm. Uh, because you could be maybe um, your 
in terms of paying things, you could pay, you could could pay more than what it is because people will okay, obviously the price level. exactly. Yeah. So you, you have to be able to negotiate or to say no. You are yeah, kidding yeah. me. It's not that price because they know when you're not local. And obviously, just to be careful that no one kind of steals your <laughs> luggage <laughs> out of the airport. It does not happen anymore, but it used to happen before. So okay, it already starts at the airport that they steal your luggage. It could happen, uh, but today it's very much more organized. Yeah, yeah. So basically, you need to present a pa um, the paper of your luggage. Like, you know when you have the tag? Uh, on your uh, luggage, luggage and you have to have the, the other one. exactly yeah. so you need to present that in order to to have your luggage yeah. back so this is a, a level of, of security but then when you go out there are people who will come and say we will help you to carry your luggage so you have to be careful ah okay the and people afterwards afterwards uh, no, exactly totally. uh. and you need to pay them because for them it's a job yeah, you know yeah. everyone's trying to find means to to survive uh -huh. and obviously yeah yeah so you need to be with someone who knows Deep and them, yeah. exactly mm -hmm. um yeah so i think also would you suggest to uh, book a trip like a tour guide in advance mm -hmm. that people go with a group or how do you suggest to travel to TRC? Um, if they want to go there like really as pure tourists then yes they should book um, a sort of safari or just tour guide mm -hmm. in order to see the main uh, spot in Kinshasa and the surrounding. Um, I don't know any agency yet who does that, but I'm sure it does exist. For sure, yeah. Yeah, and probably they can even go outside the capital and go further inside the countries, uh, inside the cities and other parts. But if they want to come in Congo just to visit, then they don't necessarily need to pre-book something pre Pre -made okay, so it's also possible to go there as a backpacker. I'm yeah. a big fan of backpacking, yeah. so okay. I did safari, but more in south of Africa. Mm -hmm. But if I would go there as a backpacker, that would be also possible if yeah. I have some experience about Africa and some travel experience. Oh yes, you could. Um, but I, I will always say be with someone who knows. You yeah. never know because okay. um, depending on where you're going, it's. Yeah always safer to yeah not to be alone mm -hmm. totally got yeah. that yeah nice and is there something what you really want to add to that if people are traveling well I just wish that uh, this is a personal um, statement that the local government could improve a certain streets in Congo because unfortunately um, I mean, the city center, the main town, it's well developed. The street is well made and you have many buildings that are building right now. So you have a lot of places you can go out to have drinks, fancy drinks, eat to very nice restaurants and places. However, once you go outside the main city center, you can really see, quote, the ugly side of the capital, which is very dirty, unfortunately, because there is not a um, a good system of um, just having the trash bag or you know okay there are not that much waste paper baskets and so exactly all around. it's all around people just mm. you know 
throw things in the street and it becomes like a, a public um, trash uh, okay. deposit, you know? So they're outside of the city are deposits of trash, like hills more or less. With exactly. And to sum it up, so it's like if you're in the center of the city, then you think, okay, that's pretty beautiful and there they look after, but outside there are trash hills yeah. and also the traffic is crazy. It's crazy. So if I, we travel there, we shouldn't um, get a car and drive through TRC, that's quite dangerous. It's very, it? yeah, it's dangerous. Especially uh, at the urban parts, right? Exactly, yeah. and you will be stuck just for like five hours and for a european it's not it's not possible possible to travel okay yeah. so it's quite hard yeah it's very hard it's good to know yeah but on the nature side it would be easier obviously right on the nature side yeah you if you are with someone who knows where to go yeah. because obviously uh there's there is still risk you might have like snakes or anything more like dangerous but it, it's much more easier uh by foot However, as well, if you are going there with like a big uh, truck or a jeep, you know, mm. it's very difficult. It, it, the, the, the roads are very difficult. Um, Sometimes you, you can have a lot of mud after a heavy rain mm. because there is tropical rain. Uh, and it's, yeah, even for people internally, when they are having like, uh, they need to trade, it's very difficult for them. Yeah. So. So if you are a driver there, you have to be a good driver. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. know all the tricks uh, yeah. and turns. Or use the normal safari tours, which are... Much more accessible. Yeah, exactly, which yeah. all the people do. So there's some, as I made my research, I found out there's some safari tours, which all mm. the people do. And yeah, that's probably able to do. Yeah. Still, you need a good SUV, like a exactly. Toyota Hilux or something. Yeah. yeah, Toyota is one of the best brands you can you can use in, in, in Congo, actually. Yeah. All the national parks which I saw in Africa are breathtaking. Yeah. And I can imagine in Congo it's even a step further because you have all the special animals which don't exist all around the world anymore, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. completely. For me, uh, I, I of course I have a lot in my bucket list i just want to visit more internally it's in the south west and it's called Maindombe. Maindombe. yeah it's actually the name of the lake mm -hmm. and the region is called bandundo so it's very beautiful because actually you can still find uh, some old houses um, colon, colon, from the colonization okay, yeah. and all around is surrounded by nature and you have the small villages they have like a local market you mm -hmm. can buy fish fresh fish everything fresh and um, yeah you just live a simple life there and it's just amazing I was so happy to see that okay so you if you're in Congo you can travel around with small planes mm -hmm. which are a bit adventurous but mm -hmm as you can do that it's pretty fine um is there any secret spots which you want to point out or was that already your secret spot what people definitely should see in congo if you go to the virunga park mm -hmm. which is in, in the east side of congo it's it must be very beautiful in or, or to see these gorillas just you know a, a unique experience as we said in the beginning yeah. of the podcast yeah for yeah sure. exactly so to sum it up the natural part of congo is definitely a place where a place you should, you should check be it out. 
doesn't completely. matter in the east or in yeah. the south. So. Completely. Yeah. For me, that's the best part of Congo. Is it quite normal that people which are living in Congo, that they just stay in their city, like capital, uh, like the people who live in the capital, they stay their whole life more or less in the capital, mm -hmm. right? So. Yeah, I mean, most of the time, if you are born uh, in the city, you stay in the city or you travel to other countries because you're, you you yeah, must you know. You have so much neighbors. Yeah, we have a DRC, lot of neighbor, neighbors, true, but we don't really travel to our neighbors, <laughs> unfortunately. Okay. So we do travel to the small Congo because mm -hmm. there, there is just the river, Congo river separating us. Yeah. And also there is this difference of social um, status. So when you're in Congo, you're rich or you're poor. Now there is a start of, um, I will say, average middle um, Class? Middle class, yeah. but it's just starting now. Um, you give me a hint. I totally forgot about to speak about the River Congo, which is the most Im well most important thing because it gives the name to the state, and it's the deepest river in the world. I read before, and it gives the country a lot of water, right? Yes. Um, so it is the main source of, I would say, water. Uh, although we don't drink that water <laughs> because it's very um, untamed and very strong uh, so you have to be careful when you are on the river but there are some parts where you can actually be on the boat and visit around uh, the city of Kinshasa that's actually true because there's the lake right mm -hmm. the river makes a lake in the middle yeah. and there are the two capitals of DRC and of Republic yeah. Congo on yes. both sides of yes. the river, right? exactly ah, yeah. so in that spot you can actually use a boat because mm -hmm. it's much more uh, quiet like um, there is no strong uh, um, courant okay there is not a stream like yeah a yeah strong exactly stream. okay nice so is it possible to go from one capital to another uh, because the border is directly the river, right? Yeah, it's possible. Okay, so you can but go by boat. It, it's controlled. That uh, when you arrive in the yeah. other border, you you have um, document sure. check. Your passport. Okay, exactly. Uh -huh. so, so it's you... not a tourist thing to go no. there. No, no, no. <laughs> you have to, and there are also hours. You cannot be on the on the river after six. Oh. It's okay. uh, absolutely forbidden. Um, I don't know exactly, but that's how it is. You cannot um, be with your boat around, like, you know, floating after six. It's completely banned. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, there are police But there important to know for our listeners, so listeners, take care if you're there. After six, you're not allowed to, <laughs> to get to the river Congo. Yeah, yeah. I see. Okay, but uh, to sum it up, like your country has a lot to see, like natural things, mm -hmm. there is the river Congo with, with lakes and there's a small entrance to the seaside, which is driving is quite dangerous, we found yes, out. Yes. You have the oldest crocodile in alive. the world. Alive, uh -huh. exactly. You uh, have the gorillas, yeah. which are very special. And well, there is one question which is really important for me about the European Union. Mm -hmm. um, as we know, Europe Direct is 
part of our podcast also. And I'm curious, is there any relationship with the European Union in Congo? Um, obviously, we do have a um, representative um, in different embassies uh, that represent their countries. Obviously, yeah. um, amongst them, we have France, Belgium, Austria as well. Um, yeah, especially with your history with France and yeah, Belgium, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So there is a lot of commitment from the, the this embassy to work with the local um, government and to provide protection or education for people who need it. Um, obviously, uh, there are a lot of uh, orphanages, um, mm -hmm. and in these orphanages. Um, um, this embassy provide help for them perhaps to have access to education and food and to travel. Okay, um, so you feel the education and helping programs from the European Union? Yes, there is a lot of improvement. Uh, obviously it could come from private help yeah. or from um, from govern, government help yeah. um, to really have a focus on education and they also made available some I think the primary school and secondary school now are free in, in most of uh, well, that's a big step yeah. yeah that's a big step so, so in the past you had to pay for in the past you had to pay okay. I think maybe there are some fees that you can still pay you have to pay but um, specifically I don't know which ones but they, they are making it more accessible and I think it's a beautiful focus because we need that well that's uh, human right exactly basic human rights yeah. but is it easy to stay in Europe for you guys um, Do you need uh, a visa or how does it work? Oh uh, yes, you need a visa to, yeah. to travel to Europe uh, and you need to basically go through interviews to see if you're eligible in first end. Mm -hmm. um, the best way obviously is to go there as a student. Uh, you need to have a mean of why you're going to yeah. Europe and not just going for doing nothing or you want to work or you know, you just want to develop yourself and then come back mm -hmm. in Congo in order to share this knowledge. Uh, or you can join a family member in Europe, but you have to have a visa. Yeah. Absolutely. I see. So things are going in the right direction, you want to would, you, would you say that? Yes, I believe they are going in the right direction. Okay, fine. That's yeah. really happy to hear because nowadays with the situation even in Europe and mm -hmm. things like that, I'm not sure if everything goes the right direction. Mm -hmm. But if I'm listening to you and all the summarize about Congo, it definitely seems that there is a big development since mm -hmm. independence in 1960, right? Mm -hmm. And it's going now in the right direction. Education is getting mm -hmm. more and everything. Yeah, it's promising. Obviously, there is a lot of work yeah. ahead, but it's very promising. And I, I still very positive about my country. I really want to see a brighter future for it because it deserves it a lot. Yeah, and you have the opp opportunities, to be honest. Mm -hmm. You have all the raw material, you yeah. have the nature. So there's a lot of chance and hopefully that the mm -hmm. development goes on and there will be a brighter Completely. future for sure. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Well, thanks a lot. And in the end, as we already mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, let's speak a bit in your local language. Yes, let's go. <laughs> ready for the challenge? Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm ready, but <laughs> let's start with the easy words okay. like thanks, please, and so on. And then mm -hmm. I try to 
remind and, and repeat them? Well, Lingala, there is a lot of uh, French word inside. So okay. it's like a mix. It's like a mix of French word and a Lingala. So when you say, um, for example, how are you? Mm -hmm. It's Dengenini. Dengenini. Yeah. Uh, Dengenini, well, it's actually not so hard. It's not hard. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is the easiest yeah. way to say how are you. Then you can say it in different way, of course. But we stick with Dengenini. <laughs> and if you want to say I'm good, you say Malamu. Malamu? Yeah. Malamu. Naza means I am. So yeah. na, za, li, mm -hmm. Malamu. Naza, Malamu. This is the short version and the long version, Nazali Malamu. Nazali ma Malamu. Malamu. Yeah, Malamu is good. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Or... What means just thanks or please? Well, thanks, you, you just say merci. Oh, okay, well. <laughs> or I, I don't think there is another word to say thanks, like uh, uh, merci, or just yeah. in, in French, merci. Or, yeah. Yeah, that's easy. And is like the, the French, but I think they have a word to say that, but it's not very much used in Ingala ah, or okay. it maybe does not exist. I, is there I don't a, know. What's the most difficult word in Ingala? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that even for me it's difficult. What's the, wow. Um, hmm. They will they will curse me if they <laughs> if they see that I'm not able to say that. Um, hmm. No, that's very challenging from my side. So yeah, probably that's challenging. Yeah, we should speak next time when in advance about. But that. I have a dictionary, Lingala in French. I will give it to you. Yeah, yeah, time. give it to me. Before I am traveling to Congo, I will let you know, and you can give me the dictionary that I can study while I'm flying to Exactly. <laughs> that would be helpful. Well, Sylvain, there's... We spoke about a lot of positive things, but there's not just positive things happening in Africa, right? Mm -hmm. So we have to really mention it because people should know it. There is a big co conflict with Rwanda, right? Yes. In Rwanda. Yes. So, um, so uh, since 1996, um, that's when we had the first civil war um, and the previous president uh, uh, was destituted. Um, and uh, yeah, and I, I just think that it's very unfair what is happening and no one is mentioning about it. It's just, it's happening and we turn the page on these events. And I really think that it's terrible because of these mines and multinational companies who are taking over um, this precious material and many others obviously are putting people's life at stake and not just at stake but these people are traumatized for life um, not to mention women who are being raped due to civil wars we had about 100 different uh, rebellious troops coming mainly from Rwanda. Um, obviously, we do not mention that it's um, they are sent by the Rwandese mm -hmm. government, and I don't have the information for that, but most of them do are financed, financed, financed by uh, 
private company institution yeah. and the cause of these wars is basically that women have, are being raped but in a tremendous way it's an atrocity um, it means that they are being cut in pieces their intimate part are cut in pieces and they're left wounded for life or they are impregnated um, and without wanting, wanting to be and this could be children as young as 10 years old um, and then they are refused by their own family because they have lost their dignity as a woman and men are also not finding um, their place in the family so they are hitting in the most important part of humanity which is a family this is the nuclear center of the family is the woman because the woman needs to be honored by her husband and create a healthy and stable family and this this is where they are hitting um, and they're doing it without a heart it's, they are heartless they're, while they are killing traumatizing people in these villages who have no means to protect themselves and more than six million people have been killed i think even the number must be higher than this and i don't understand why any government are not taking major um major steps or major decision to stop this war or to to to, to i don't know to protect these people it's just beyond my understanding. I, I don't understand what is happening. I wish, and I, I'm powerless because I cannot do anything. And when you try to obviously go into the, this kind of conflict, you are killed, obviously. You try to mention that to the government, somehow you are killed or poisoned. So no one is talking about it. It's just happening. And because it's Congo or Africa in general, it's fine. No, it's wrong. Imagine this happened here in Austria. Yeah. Well, honestly, I'm just speechless at the moment because just to hear the numbers or how they get killed, well, honestly, I have no words for that. Yeah. It, it is. I mean, I'm just trying to think, switch, switch the role. Imagine this is happening in Austria. Six million people are killed since years in total. Women have been raped. They genital parts have been cut off they are having kids out of this man and there is no anything for them to create an economy what if this happened here everybody would be against it and look what happened to ukraine and everybody is sending help but nothing is happening in congo and it's still going because of these raw materials that needs to be <laughs> exploited and the local people are not even taking advantage of it. I don't understand the logic behind it. I don't understand why people who have much power are not doing anything to protect these people and letting another country wanting to steal uh, a part of Congo. Congo, it's, it's, a, it's a unity. It's one country. It's like telling, I don't know, uh, 
um, Germany would do another war with Austria because they believed that uh, another part of Austria is theirs. When no, it, it yeah, does not make sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's things what in the Second World War happened, like when, Bud um, when Hitler fought Sudetenland mm -hmm. is part of Germany, so that's where war happens. Yeah. So. That was, you know, back in the days today, we're in 2023, and this still happened until today. People are running away. Not even a few months ago it happened. Like, you had a massive escape, a massive escape of people running away from villages to go more internally, because they, they are not safe there. Mm -hmm. yeah, not at all. You know, it's not safe, and you, I, I, I don't understand. I just have... I don't even have the words to explain this and how to share the pain and... Yeah, if our listeners are interested in that, they can make their own research for sure. I definitely feel how hard it is for you to speak about it because you're directly into that and connected to that. Well, But it's so yeah. important that people get to know that outside of Africa too and mm -hmm. that people speak about it. and get aware about this that something can happen maybe afterwards like mm -hmm. organizations like UN mm -hmm. or European Union anyway they are strong and they should help that and stop this genocide. This genocide that, genocide. that would be something that I definitely will ask the European Union or any external help yeah. to to stop this kind of uh, conflict. I mean, there's still, there are people behind those, those people who are giving them the material to kill, etc. Because these people are people without education and they're just trained to kill, right? So there is something much bigger behind them who are pushing them and giving them the, 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 the means to do this. So if they are able to give them the means to do this, they also, also have a means to stop this. But why they are not stopping? Because they have their own interests. And the interest is these raw materials that they find and they can have in cheaper way and they can have control. It's just all about greediness. Greediness over humanity, human, human rights. If human rights are so important, if the environment is so important, why people who have this power are not doing anything and then just letting this thing happen? That's it. So it would be great that everyone open their eyes and stop just looking in their own plates and to understand that this is still happening worldwide, in another word, and somehow everyone is playing a part of it. When you're buying your phone, when you're buying your computer nonstop, you are actually maybe killing someone in, 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 in that country without wanting it, without knowing it, because you are investing, you are financing a multinational company who is employing people locally to work in bad condition and they are being killed because, because of, this, of this specific material use to, you know, generate revenue and give them more power. So it's just, it all goes all around. It's an ecosystem that we need to stop somehow. It's so important that we share that around the world. Yeah. And let's hope that in the future it's getting 
-hmm. in a better direction and genocide is going to be stopped better yesterday than tomorrow. Yes, yeah. hopefully. Well, thanks a lot that you got so deep into your soul, I would say. Mm -hmm. It was very emotional in the end and I'm still speechless mm -hmm. and I will hope that I never experience things like that but, and I will try to help as much as possible for me mm -hmm. as a local here that things like that doesn't continue. Mm -hmm. Well, Sylvain, it was a pleasure and thanks for everything and all the words and we are fighting Together. Together against cruel things, right? Thank you for having Thank me. You. Thank you. Hey guys, thanks for listening. And if you like the story, please share it and follow us on our YouTube and Instagram channel, Communicate or Communicate with the World. And a special thanks to Europe Direct for supporting this project.